The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Grab your bracket. Get your pen. Get your paper. Or maybe a pencil. Might be a little erasing. Bear, have you done, do you do permanent marker? How many brackets so far? Uh, zero, zero brackets so far because uh, my, my week has been uh, dealing with a, a, a move right now. But yeah, but I'm, I'm not a permanent marker. I'm a, I, I kind of just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pencil and then I'll think it through and then I'll go into, but, but I'm not one of these guys who does like seven different versions of, of my bracket. I got one bracket and that's it. I do one, but it's a process. And what I do is I fill one out as soon as the bracket comes out. Cause I like having all the recency bias and hearing it all. Like mm-hmm. obviously everybody has Illinois, you know, and I made it a point just to have, you know, fill that out. And I know eventually I'm not going to have Illinois right. winning the title. I'm not going to have them now on the other side, Gonzaga, who I believe at this time of taping Wednesday is still the leader around 36% of the brackets. I think we're all close to, I know we were over 7 million uh, last night on sports center with Van Pelt when we went to the live uh, update of brackets being filled out, but Gonzaga, the road, that, that region, the West, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Obviously when you look at it, it does look like they have, the, I don't want to say the easiest road, but the, let's say the best path to the final four. Is that, is that safe to say? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it is. And I think uh, easier is probably the, the best okay. way to be, because you, you look at the, the, the path in front of them and you've got a two seed, a three seed and a four seed who they have already beaten this year. You've got a five seed in Creighton, who, who I don't think really is, is very good. And you also have the two teams, Virginia and Kansas, uh, that, that are kind of sidelined by COVID right now. So it all really does appear to line up for, for Gonzaga. And, and I think it shows in their price too. What, what are they like minus 240 or something like that just to, just to get to the final four? So uh, I, I think of all the one seeds, yeah, I, I think they do have a, an easier road when, when you compare it to what the other one seeds might have. The price aside, are they your best bet to go to the final four out of the one seeds? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think they are. And, and I, I mean, I think there could be a scenario where maybe they're the only one seed to reach uh, the, the okay. final four. All right. Um, yeah, so we'll, that, that, I, I could see myself coming up with the bracket where Gonzaga is the only one seed and elsewhere you, uh, yeah, I, I might be a little bit deeper. I want to, uh, I was reading, um, um, some stuff. I think I, I read six years since the number one overall seed has gone to the final four, eight years since they won the title. Um, that, that, that's pretty interesting to me, knowing uh, what's at stake, knowing who it is, knowing they have the Gonzaga name, knowing what they've done in years previous in the tournament. But I think this is obviously his best team. I think it starts with Suggs. I absolutely love them. Uh, I actually like him better than, than Cunningham at the next level. I know I'm in the minority of that. Um, but, but you you mentioned that the Zags are – was it minus 230 to win the region? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're obviously the, the biggest favorite of the one seeds to go to the final four. When you look at that other – the rest of that the, – the rest of that bracket, um, you mentioned all the outliers, uh, and I want to start with those. 
Let's go the three, four, and five seeds, okay? Um, Kansas, Virginia, and Creighton. They all have some issues to me. Uh, you know, Creighton, I don't know what's going on in that locker room. I don't like what I saw when they got McDermott back and played in the Big East tournament. I thought they were really fortunate to beat UConn. And then they got absolutely their doors blown off by Georgetown, who took them out of everything they wanted to do. I don't want anything to do with Creighton. Virginia and Kansas, I put in the same boat. I I don't know who's practicing. I don't know how these teams are practicing. I know the teams that they're playing are full go practicing. So I don't want anything to do with the with the three, four, and, and the five in there. Um, you're you're in agreement with those. I am. The, the, the one interesting thing um, that, that I would talk about with with Kansas and Virginia, and that's in reaction to. Uh, the the Cornette tweet about talking to coaches and how play like they're worried about players just being so disinterested and and being stuck in a in their hotel room and not getting out and worried about uh, are they just gonna like oh be okay if they lose and I wonder if this situation might at least in the short term for one game work out pretty good for Virginia and Kansas in that. They're not stuck in there right now. They're still like Virginia's still in Charlottesville, and at least they're in their own comfortable surroundings, as opposed to uh, Indianapolis uh, quarantined in a hotel room. And, and that might work out for for Virginia and Kansas, uh, at least psychologically, where they're just kind of going in basically day of or, or night right before yeah. and and playing a game. But 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 it's interesting because Ohio is a team that. I, I want to like Ohio. I want to advance them. I want to take them plus the points. Uh, they, they've been a different team since Preston's come back. But the number now, it, it's got yeah. driven down so far. So we'll, we'll see. Virginia might be the team that I wind up uh, advancing through, even though every, every bone in my body wants to put Ohio through. Yeah, I, I think it came out at 10. It's already on the 7. Might be even lower some places. But – Here's what I, what I do in my bracket. When I feel that confident in a team advancing multiple rounds, I'll just pick the upsets. So I have Ohio and I have UCSB mm-hmm. uh, winning in my bracket. The 8-9 I wanted to touch on because Oklahoma is a team that I was in love with at the beginning of the year. On February 13th, they were number 12 and beat West Virginia at West Virginia in one of the games of the year. An incredible game. Gets them in the top 10. Then they have a game canceled, I believe, and they go on to win two games the rest of the way. And those two games were both against Iowa State, and we know how bad they were this year. But Oklahoma is is I, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I was all in on this team about a month ago, and now they just they they almost they had Reeves out. They beat Alabama without Reeves. I want to say they beat Texas without Reeves. Then they lost those two tough games to Oklahoma State. Um, but I think Oklahoma beats Missouri, and I wouldn't be shocked if they could give Gonzaga a, a game. So it's not an automatic, but I did want to just mention Oklahoma because obviously Kruger's had success in the tournament, um, but I, it's, it, they're hard to make sense of. And I know, um, you know, there's so much unknown with, with the COVID and, and the breaks and stuff. Al, Oklahoma does have the goods to me um, to win that game against Missouri. You see, I I actually agree with your your thought process there. Is I think Gonzaga, the danger for Gonzaga, I think, is that second round game against the Oklahoma Missouri. Where I think if they get past that game, 
I think they're going to go to the final four, but, but I think that the, the winner of that game has enough talent. I mean, Missouri is a good team. Missouri has beaten Alabama this year. Missouri has beaten Illinois this year. Uh, Missouri has played Arkansas brutally, brutally close and beaten them as well. So like, they 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 beaten Liberty. They beaten Oregon. Like Missouri, beat Wichita State. They have a ton of wins mm-hmm. over tournament teams. And, and I think with with Pinson and, and Smith and Tillman, they got they got guys who can who who can score. And I lean towards Missouri. And this might be a situation okay. where maybe maybe you play Gonzaga. You lay the two thirty or whatever it is to to get to the Final Four, and then maybe you play a little Missouri back or a little Oklahoma back on the money line okay. in the second round, just, just in case. But, 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 but I do agree. I think that game, the second round game could be uh, very tough. I, I think a lot of these one seeds potentially could have uh, very interesting yes. second round games. No doubt. I agree with you there and we'll get to those, but we're going through the West here. As you move down the bracket, you have uh, Wichita Drake for the playing game. Uh, I don't think Wichita should have made the tournament. Um, I do think Drake is really interesting if they get Shanquan Hemphill back, who's mm-hmm. probably their best overall player. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake is their second time in a tournament since 71. I love their point guard, Yusefu, a gutty kid, does everything you want. Drake um, is, is, is a talented team. We know how far they went this season undefeated, but, you know, playing in the Missouri Valley, they didn't, you know, move up the rankings as a, as a power five team would. I like Drake. Uh, moving on in that game I also since I I, I like the, the two seed to move on I put Drake into the sweet 16. I, I I'm not opposed to that I, I could I actually think USC uh, might be a little bit of a forgotten team in terms of getting to the sweet 16 I think that might be a uh, a bet I would be interested in making I, I still think SC's talented uh, Enfield has done really well in the uh, in the tournament uh, I, I, th- I think his, his teams are what seven or eight and zero. He's uh, seven and zero in the tournament all time against yeah. the spread. Now a lot of that goes back to Gulf Coast, but I believe yep. mm-hmm. he's had two appearances with USC in the tournament, and it, they're both one point losses. So he obviously covered that number. Uh, them being an underdog, and, and I think Oregon as well. I, I know the Pac-12 has been been down this year and hasn't exactly been a a great conference, but I think the Ducks. Uh, at plus 350 to reach the Sweet 16. I think getting that bad game out of the way against yes. the Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament, having a little bit of time off. Altman is still a really, really good tournament coach. I mean, I, I think what they've, they've gotten out of the first round uh, pretty much every single time. Um, um, they went to the se- they went to, they've gone to this uh, second weekend the last three trips. Um, yeah, and, and, and then and I believe there's, they lost to Virginia. Uh, and then they have obviously the Final Four and then an Elite Eight uh, loss. I do want to touch on Oregon because of Allman. You mentioned them. 18-9 and nine against the spread career in the tournament. Uh, on Daily Wager, he was uh, Oregon was one of my picks when I had that streak going, and I had McKenzie look it up. And at that point, that was in, I want to say, late February. He was all-time in it. I, I forgot how many years he's been at Oregon. But against the spread in Pac-12 conference games, whether it was tournament or regular season, he was – 80 and 40 against the spread. That's incredible to me. So when I look at Oregon and VCU, and I usually like the tens over the sevens, we'll get to the other ones. VCU is another team that I thought was questionable to make the tournament. Um, I didn't like what I saw. I know their best player was in, in foul trouble in that Atlantic 10 uh, title game. 
Uh, but Oregon is a team. I, I know it's, it's a high number for a 7-10-2, but I, would, I have to trust uh, Altman there. And then on the bottom is Iowa. I think they're going to be – they got to be ecstatic that they're out of Big Ten play, uh, knowing how tough that conference is. This is not your typical Iowa, you know, Wisconsin team. This team is an over team. They're really skilled offensively. I think being in the tournament with different referees is going to help them score. I like Iowa to advance to the lead eight. I just love what I, I, I see from them offensively. And I think they have, um, you know, veteran guys at the right positions. A big, bigger macro discussion, just kind of jumping off a little bit with Iowa. I look at these two seeds and, and I know they, they like recently the two seeds have been uh, insanely good in, in, the, in the tournament. Um, I, I actually have a, uh, a note here, I think somewhere about the, uh, yeah. Uh, since uh, Michigan State lost to Middle Tennessee, uh, two seeds are 23 and one. Um, actually, the, the, the last six years, 23 and one. The two seeds are in the second round. Just three of the 24 have been decided by single digits. So these, these two 15 games have been blowouts for the most part. But I look at the two seeds this year and I see teams that don't have a lot of tournament uh experience a lot of like basically battle tested kind of been here before mm -hmm. you got alabama which has had like no tournament success lately you've got iowa which has had no tournament success lately you've got ohio state which yeah a traditional program but they haven't been to the 16 in a while you got houston which has had like no tournament success uh lately yeah, they went to the 16 in the last tournament but other than that, they haven't been a deep run like like i, I wonder if that might be a situation where you potentially look in the second round this year and you might get uh, a couple of those seven and 10 winners upsetting some two seeds. So we, we, we'll see, but, but, but I, I think the twos look a lot weaker to me than say the three seeds this year. Okay. All right. Um, if there's a, a favorite pick ATS in the first round of this, of this region, what would, do you have something circled in, in the, in the, in the West? Um, yeah. The, the two the, the the two that I have uh, written out here I got UCSB plus the uh, the seven okay. and a half is one that I like and I might even take them I mean, the thing is too they're big like like you, you yeah. don't see like mid like, like a big West team or a, a mid major team like that that with that much size like like Utah State too with the with the Quaida kid uh, he's had to be a, a problem for for Texas Tech but UCSB is, and, and I I think they can certainly pull the upset and I do like Missouri. Uh, okay. against Oklahoma as well. Those are the two games ATS that, that I had seen that I do like. USC, UCSB starts four transfers. Three are power five, I believe. A kid from Oregon mm -hmm. State, DePaul, and Oregon. Uh, I would go Drake. I like Drake against Wichita. And then um, I, I think they could advance uh, against Kansas. Um, so I, I would look at Drake uh, as a team against the spread in that region. Um, but you do have Gonzaga uh, coming out of there, correct? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, let's go clockwise. Is that right? Let's go over to the south. 
uh, with Baylor. Um, mm -hmm. Baylor is interesting to me uh, because I think they round for round, I feel like they have the toughest, the toughest test. Um, Carolina is not the Carolina from the beginning of the year. Uh, Wisconsin is another team. I think that's going to be really happy that I get out of big 10 play. That's an interesting match. I have Wisconsin right now uh, winning that game. I don't love it. Uh, I just feel like there's a trust factor with the veterans they have at the guard position against the inexperience of Carolina's guards, although Carolina's uh, front court has been phenomenal. Um, and then when you look down, uh, Purdue's a team I like. Uh, I see Purdue playing mm -hmm. Baylor in the Sweet 16. Villanova, uh, I asked this question to Scott, and I wanted to ask you, if you could pick a five seed to make a run to the Sweet 16, who, who's your best bet? You got Villanova, Winthrop. We mentioned Creighton, UCSB, um, Colorado, Georgetown, and Tennessee, Oregon State. It's not pretty. I know. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's it's. Gosh, it, it, hmm. I I want. I guess I would say Tennessee. Okay. And Tennessee is a team that I think has a really good chance of losing. Uh, to, to Oregon State in its first round game, but uh, and I, and I say that just because I have a hard time seeing Villanova beat Purdue with that with with the injuries that they have. Mm -hmm. uh, Creighton, I think, very easily could lose to UCSB, Colorado, Georgetown. I mean, Colorado, I don't, I don't think would get past Florida State, but 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 I do think Tennessee, just because of the way they do play defense, uh, I think I think that they can beat or they could beat Oregon State, and then in the second round uh, they they could have success. Uh, either against Oklahoma State and shutting down Cunningham or uh, against a Liberty team that also doesn't play at a very quick pace. So m my guess, my say would be, would be Tennessee, even though I like the Beavers in that game. Yeah, I, it, it, it's a brutal question. I just look at Villanova, and obviously there's a trust factor with Jay Wright. If Georgetown doesn't go 23 for 23 from the line in that quarterfinal game against Villanova, Villanova advances – and who knows, maybe they win the Big East tournament and this whole narrative about them changes. But um, there's Purdue right there. And that's it just goes to the fact too. I like every four seed uh, more than, than the five seed in each bracket. But let's keep going down here. I think we're set up for an absolute monster matchup uh, in the second round game with Texas Tech and Arkansas. I know people are starting to like Utah State. I don't like what I saw from the Mountain West, um, especially down the stretch. It felt like... You had all these teams on the bubble, and I get they're quality teams. Uh, I don't know if they're successful teams for the NCAA tournament, and it just felt like they all just kept losing. Boise State, they went down the tubes. Colorado State lost games they shouldn't have. And Utah State made it to the to mid uh, Mountain West final and lost to San Diego State. I just – I can't go against Chris Beard. The guys won eight games in two runs with Texas Tech in the NCAA tournament. So that's a that, – that, that's 6'11", 314 – um, obviously, you have Colgate, everybody's favorite net team um, there with the 14. Um, do, you, do, do you like Utah State against Texas Tech? I do. I, I, do. I like Utah. I actually, yeah, I, I picked them as uh, the underdog I have advancing on, on Daily Wager the other day. Okay. Um, I, 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 think, I think Texas Tech is kind of living off a couple of years ago. I don't think this team no. is as good as that other one. No, I it's, think not, they it's have, not. I, I think they have trouble scoring it. And well, I, I think Texas Tech. Uh, against top 50 teams this year. I, I think they're like f uh, 
five and 15 or, mm-hmm. so, or something like that. Like they do not have a ton of quality wins. I know they do have a, a couple wins over Texas, but other yeah. than that, this, this is a team that I think most of their wins came against the, the, the bottom half of the, uh, of the big 12. And I, I, I like Utah state here in this game, plus the points and I'll even play uh, Utah state on the money line as well. I think they're about plus 180 or so on the money line. So I, I do like Utah state and I like them on the money line. And also, I'm glad you referenced it before the North Carolina-Wisconsin game. I actually think Baylor would, is really hoping that North Carolina wins that game. Agree. Because North Carolina plays very little defense. If Wisconsin wins that game, the pace of that game is not going to be, be kind to Baylor. I like Wisconsin in that game against North Carolina. I know uh, Roy's never lost in the first round, and the Tar Heels have won 17 straight in the first round. But, but, but I think you're right. I think the way was Wisconsin facing a team that's not going to like uh, the pace to play. They're not going to like the, the defense that they're going to get thrown out there from Wisconsin. Look, I mean, I know Wisconsin hasn't really won a bunch of games lately, but again, these have all been close yeah. losses against Big Ten teams that, that are familiar with them. But, but I'm with you. Yeah, North Carolina, uh, Wisconsin, rather, is another play in this region that I do like. That, that's the thing you look at. Um, I know Scott's mentioned it with Maryland, uh, with people, you know, taking a shot at their losses and in and, and, and double-digit loss. But those losses are teams that are on the one and two line in this tournament, like Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland actually beat Illinois. Um, but it's, it's, this tournament is going to come down to teams that have played close games all year long. And I think of the Big 12, especially. You mentioned Texas Tech. I think of Oklahoma State. Are they going to keep winning those close games? Are they going to continue to lose them? Or can they reverse the trend and pull them out? So that, that, that's, the, that's the tournament in a nutshell uh, to me. As you go down, uh, Virginia Tech, Florida, do you like a side there? No, that, that is like a, the ultimate stay away game for me. <laughs> I, I mean, Virginia Tech's played, what, three games in a month? Florida, all they do is, is, is seems to be playing these close games. Like that, that's a total coin flip game. and I, I have no interest. Uh, in, in being involved in, in, in that game um, as well. But yeah, Utah State, I liked uh, I like Wisconsin. Those are the two games. And I might even take a little shot with, I saw DraftKings, by the way, like Purdue was like plus money to get to the Sweet 16, which I thought was a really? little surprising. It was, it was only plus 105. I like that. I was, I was surprised that they weren't, they, I mean, you, look, North Texas is kind of one of those, like, I don't know if you caught any of that game on Saturday night, by the way. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> that, that was not, not pretty on the eyes in the second half. And no, they were, never should have been that close. But but North Texas isn't isn't a like a garbage team. Like they, they could kind of ugly it up with, with Purdue and maybe hang around. But I don't know. I, I, I got Purdue to the 16 there. And, and I like Utah State so much. I saw that on DraftKings as well. They were plus 600 to reach the, uh, the Sweet 16. Ooh. So All that right. might be. But um, – I am. I'm kind of against Baylor. You you outlined that you thought their road kind of was the toughest. Um, you can get Ohio State at plus four hundred to win this region. Mm-hmm. You can get Purdue at plus eleven fifty to win this region. I kind of I kind of might might take a a, a two pronged approach here with both of those Big Ten teams to uh, to win this region because I, I I agree. I think especially if Wisconsin wins that first round game, I think there's a good there's a there's a, there's a chance that that the Badgers could could pull the upset there and get to the sixteen. I like Ohio State's road to the lead eight more than any other two seed for sure. Um, yes. I know, uh, Travis, jump in here. What would their record be if they played 36-minute games? 
<laughs> probably undefeated. I mean, jokes aside, the Purdue game that they lost, they blew. Yep. They fit multiple. And then three of the four tournament games in the Big Ten, they blew their leads at the end. They yeah. they can't finish games. I don't understand what it is. I I, I go back to that that no, the Purdue game you're talking about earlier in the year in Columbus. I thought that was just more of Purdue really executing and making shots at the end. That in the Big Ten tournament, I love Liddell. But, man, he made some brutal physical mistakes, dribbling the ball out of bounds, two straight games. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I just love what I love the coach. I love their draw. I love the roster. And Dwayne Washington Jr. has been incredible he's coming turned, on late in this year. He's There's turned the corner to be a playmaker. He he's always good for one heat check. Just prepare yep. yourself. No, I know. Um, <laughs> Oral Roberts uh, does have the leading score in the country. That's Summit League tournament was wild uh watched a bunch of that i thought south dakota state uh was the best team and, and oral oral gave it to them they, they beat them at the buzzer in the semis um that could be i like that over in that game i know it's kind of high but i think ohio state will score at will and i think oral roberts will, will score uh enough um but i do like ohio state i do like baylor to come out and i'm a little biased towards baylor bear like i hey i said baylor bears right there um yeah. they I thought early on um, in the year, right on the, I actually had a, uh, I bet them against Gonzaga and the game got canceled. I just liked their mentality. Uh, I, I, I brought it up a bunch this week when they come out of the COVID break, they're down 17 to a terrible Iowa state team, but they didn't panic. They didn't, they didn't jack threes up. They really concentrated on getting the ball to the basket and ones, and they could lock you down defensively and they have versatility all over the place. Um, so I do have Baylor uh, coming out there. Do you, I mean, we touched on Iowa. Is there a, um, if you're going to take a 15 seed to cover Oral Roberts or Grand Canyon, do you like either of those? Probably Oral Roberts just because they can score. Yeah. And, 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 and I know they give up a ton of points, but that might be a situation where, um, back door might be might be wide open in that in, in that situation but yeah I, I can see i can see houston putting up a big number on cleveland state uh, i i think yeah. of all the fifth i, I think Iona is going to be a trendy 15 just because of the patino factor mm -hmm. and, and grand canyon will get bet just because iowa gives i mean you, grand canyon would be the second 15 that i would think just because iowa plays no defense and you got the the seven footers and i, I think that could be a, a bit of a not, close game but you're talking relative when you're talking 215 but oral roberts plus the points would be the if you're asking me which 15 would i take on the uh, against the number like oral roberts would be the one okay grand canyon i know they didn't play in a great conference they uh them and drake have the best uh ats records coming into the tournament both at about 78 percent which is which is pretty eye-opening obviously everything changes when you get into the big dance um, but coming, so you would take a shot with Purdue and Ohio State coming either. I, I, I don't hate yes. that. I like Purdue, but like I said, I'm, I'm biased towards Baylor. Um, anything else on the South region? Uh, Is there a best we, bet you have? Are, are we over our Utah State? Plus, plus okay. Five. okay, that's right. Are, 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 we, are we overlooking Arkansas? I, we haven't I, mentioned their name once when talking about the South. Like, it just, just, just because they kind of came out of nowhere this year. And they, they have some transfers. Like, like yep. are we overlooking them? I mean, Musselman's a great I, tournament coach. Yep. They um they're my they're my best bet as a favorite in in the first round of the whole tournament. 
I, I, I'll give I, – I think that's a definite double-digit win for them against Colgate. Uh, we mentioned them with a net love. Um, but they played five teams this year, five teams, Colgate. And that's nothing against them. Um, but I really – you mentioned Musselman. I think they have all the, the, the things to make a, 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 a convincing win in the first round. I just – I'm really looking – I just – I think the world of Chris Beard as a head coach. I really do. Um, and that's a fantastic – it might be the best second-round game possible. I know you have Utah State winning. Um, but, yeah, I, if, if Utah State beats Texas Tech, I like Arkansas even more. Um, I, I just – I don't think uh, – I, I said it, uh, the Mountain West, and, and we're going to get to the, the lower part, too, where their champion is, and I, I don't like them to win either. But uh, the SEC is fascinating to me. Um, you know, you mentioned Arkansas because I think there's teams that the, – the, the seeds, they did – they didn't do well with that. Like, I don't think Tennessee should be a five. I don't think Florida should be a seven. Arkansas, I thought got you, the you think you think you think Florida and Tennessee should be seated better or worse? Worse. Okay. Worse. Um, and um, it's but I mean, everybody took it. You know, uh, I believe Florida has a win over West Virginia, and then LSU has a couple bad losses. So that's why LSU's an eight. Like I saw all the SEC people going back and forth, but the SEC teams, the seeding to me is is really curious. There, I like Virginia Tech. I, I like Mike Young as a coach. Um, I, I totally forgot Virginia Tech went to the Sweet Sixteen two years ago yep. and lost to Zion and Duke yep. in, a, in an incredible yep. unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. And and Mike Young's a guy from Wofford who took Kentucky uh, to the brink two years ago. Um, so that's it is. I, I would lean Virginia Tech there. Um, but I still like Ohio State to come out of the bottom of that bracket. And my best bet in that region will be Arkansas uh, minus the points against Colgate. So you, um, you, you, you mentioned the you mentioned the SEC and the seating. It, it brought up a uh, a funny comment on Daily Wager the other night when uh, we we had to give it uh, like your your most ridiculous prediction that will like never happen, like just complete like almost like as a, as a, as a throwaway line, just kind of give, give me, give me like your most ridiculous prediction for the, for the tournament. And mine was that no SEC teams would make the sweet 16. And, and so you kind of hit on it. And the only reason I brought that up on this pod was because you kind of alluded to it with the seats and, yeah. and how some of those matchups didn't really go the way. And, and, and you look at it, you got Oklahoma, Missouri, you got an eight, nine against Gonzaga. Uh, you, you, you've got another eight, nine with LSU. You've got uh, Tennessee play Oklahoma State, and we know Brooke Barnes' struggles against higher seeds. Like, like there are some potential Alabama, a two seed with very little NCAA tournament experience. Like, so, like I think you can make like a at least a, an argument as to why I kind of just threw that had that as my like throwaway prediction. But we'll we'll see. I, I don't. I think obviously there will be one or two that winds up making it through. But I would be curious. I haven't seen it yet. What the number is on over under of SEC teams. To I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, you're because, right. Because the others, I, go ahead. I, I would, I would, I would think under might be a way to go there. I, I would think what they got six teams in. So it's probably, it's probably three. I, I would think they probably put it at. So okay. I, 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 I would consider looking at the under, if it is indeed three. The ACC is another one on that topic too. We could get into more that I'm interested in that number um, because of uh team. Or, or we can move to the Midwest. You good with the South? Yes. Okay. Um, Illinois, uh, everybody's favorite to me. I'm actually uh, surprised. I thought more people would have them on the ESPN.com 
uh, winning the title just because I feel like the recency bias of everyone watching, waiting for the bracket to come out and watching that team cut the nets down. They're playing incredible. They have I everything. Hate it. I want. hate it because I got him. I got him at like eighteen to one. And it, just, it just feel. It feels like I'm going to be using that as toilet paper in my in my new bathroom. So wow. I, I, um, I, I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I uh, I and then this is a case where I, I know you know uh, a lot of the analytic guys are mad. Loyola should have been a lower seed. Uh, and when I say lower, I mean number. Um, Higher. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher seed, basically. Um, high, I, higher, higher seed. High seeds are one, two, three, four. Got it. Lower seeds are 14, 15, 16. Um, I picked Georgia Tech in that game just because I love Alvarado. I, I think, and I know they got, you know, Pastor said somebody in their camp has has COVID. Uh, I mean, it could be Alvarado for all we know. I, I it could be Pastor. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I just love what Alvarado brings to the table. He is just an ultimate game changer because he does everything pressure on the ball, getting the ball, to open guys scoring the ball when they need a basket. He's a really, really might be one of the most fun players in the tournament. To me, he is uh, in the tournament, um, Tennessee, Oregon state, or I should say, uh, yeah, Tennessee, Oregon state, and then Oklahoma state Liberty. I saw, I wanted to bring this up to you because uh, our friend, the BPI has Liberty with a better, I don't know how to say this, a better percentage chance to win than any 12 seed, uh, which I thought was eye-opening because I, and we know how good uh, BPI's picked the national champion, what, two of the last three years, I think? I think that's correct. I think it's something like that. Um, so what I did was, we talked about Tennessee, how I don't like them. I just picked Oregon State to win that game. Yep. And because I have, <laughs> I have Oklahoma State going to the Final Four. Um, and I hate being against the BPI knowing that they are, uh, they are, let's just put it. They got a lot more data points than I do. Uh, and they have a lot more to go off of. I just look at, you know, the combination of everyone loving Illinois and a team that's capable to, as Oklahoma state. And to me, they showed it all in the last couple of weeks. They beat West Virginia at West Virginia without Kate Cunningham came back a couple of days later and beat them with them. Um, I think it's a team that's really found their roles they know that Cade's the guy, and I think their coach Boynton's done a great job. Liberty does scare me, um, but I do like Oklahoma State uh, to move on, and I think that's um, – I, I guess it would be against the, the public opinion. What are your thoughts on Oklahoma State? Yeah, Oklahoma State's a team, if you go back over the last 10 years, uh, no team has lost in the first round as a favorite more than Oklahoma State. They're actually they're 0-4 straight up uh, in the first round over the last 10 years when they're favored. So I mean, that, that, that's an interesting trend with that program. Uh, I, again, I want to like Liberty in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Liberty's experience and I think Liberty's yes. defense, uh, the, the pace of that game will not allow Oklahoma State to get out and transition. But, but, but again, you, you know how a lot, but, but again, they, they were a pretty popular upset pick a couple of years ago uh, when they beat Mississippi State. So um, I, would, I would actually still lean towards Liberty in this game uh, just because I, I do think that they can they can defend and they can, can slow this game down. So I would lean towards Liberty plus the points here. Um, I agree 100% with you on the other two games that you mentioned. I love Georgia Tech plus the points and they're plus 130 on the money line as well. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the jackets uh, as well. Like like who who other than Kurt Wig, like who's gonna score 
for for Georgia Tech? Like, is there anybody else? Not for Georgia Tech, for Loyola. Like, like is there anybody else on that on that roster that Tech is going to be scared of? Like, you've got Alvarado, you've got Wright, you've got Devo- like Tech has other answers. And yes. I, I like I I you look at Loyola, and and this is kind of the same thing we talked about with with Colgate and that net ranking. Like, oh, the, the metrics say who who is Loyola beaten? The, the, the Valley was a bad league this year. They, they lost to Drake out. without Hempel. And, 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 and they got blown up by Wisconsin. They lost to Richmond. Indiana State was a bad team, and they lost to them. Like, I, look, look I, I know you can only beat who's on. on yep. that, this is why you need to kind of schedule adjust and go down for your, for your rankings. So everybody, like, up in arms at Loyola's a nine seat. You got to look at the schedule. Yeah, and that does it's great there. Raw efficiency numbers are great, but but I don't know. I like Georgia Tech a lot in this game, and, and I'm with you. I like Oregon State a lot against Tennessee. It's a team that um, has gotten a, a better um, as as the year has gone on. They got hot in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, they they can defend. They can shoot the threes. We know Tennessee from time to time has, has trouble scoring. Uh, they may not have Fulkerson. We haven't heard for sure. Uh, Rick Barnes's teams traditionally have underperformed uh, in, in the tournament. They don't necessarily get upset by by these lower seeds, but when they get a higher seed, they don't. They're that one. He's one in eleven uh, against higher seeds. But but I think this is a spot for Oregon State plus the points, uh, plus eight and plus three hundred on the money line would be mm. something that I would look at as well. But uh, but I um uh, you, you and I are seeing the same thing with uh, with Georgia State and Oklahoma State and uh liberty i might pick liberty on my bracket just to move a move a team through but but it would certainly not surprise me if oklahoma state wound up winning that game and and moved on to the 16 i i I may have made the mistake of undervaluing oklahoma state all year long because i liked west virginia Mm -hmm. uh in in the uh in the end of the regular season then i liked west virginia in the in the conference tournament and uh, there, there are a couple spots I, I, I faded Oklahoma State. I, I may just, I just may not have a good read on them. They're probably just a lot better than I give them credit for. Yeah, I want to get, and as we move down um, in that bracket, it, it's San Diego State's the six, Syracuse the 11. I'm taking a shot here. I'm going all in with the zone. I have Syracuse going to the lead eight. I know it's not um, um, popular. <laughs> I know it's probably going to be wrong. But Why I not? just they got, they, they got to the elite eight the last couple of times, right? Elite eight last two times in the double seed, right? I just think at least there, in, in a year like this, you talked about you know Loyola with all the conference plays, San Diego State playing conference games. I think that zone is real, man. They're playing really well. Garrier is a tremendous offensive rebounder for them. We know what Bayheim's done. Dolge is, is is a really good player who I think could be a mismatch problem for teams. Um, so I have Syracuse beating San Diego State. And I have them beating West Virginia. And I want to say this about West Virginia. I think this is his most capable team since that final four run he made. The problem I have with West Virginia, and West Virginia fans know this, is they're probably my favorite fan base in the field because win or lose, they still drink the booze. And I love them for that. Um, I like LSU football fans more than their basketball Oh, yeah. No, I know. They're, They're right there. They're right there. But this, the West Virginia thing is more re- like, you know, LSU is more a football school. West Virginia, to me, lately has become more of a basketball school. Obviously, with Huggy Bear, we love him. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But they just continuously know how to break your heart in the worst way 
uh, possible. And this is very simple to me. If they beat Syracuse, I really think they could go to the final four. I Mm -hmm. really do. They are that good. I love the guys they have inside. Uh, I love what they have, the ability to score the ball, which is always usually a problem for him. They're not your typical press Virginia team, though. They're they're, they're way more talented offensively. And that's why it's puzzling to me, because in a circumstance like this, you don't know who's going to show out in a one-game scenario. Now, their opponent, Moorhead State, I wanted to just mention them because I watched that. I love the Ohio Valley. I, I've, I've continuously uh, said all year I thought Belmont should be ranked higher. Moorhead State played their best games in their two biggest games they needed to, and that was a semifinal against Eastern Kentucky, and then they dominated Belmont in the final. Where, where, now, did, where did those offensive performances that, come from? That, that's what's Incredible. Now, they turn the ball over a ton, uh, you know, over the course of the season, but they scored so easily against those two teams. And they're, I, I get it. Eastern Kentucky and Belmont are not in the tournament, but Moorhead State was really impressive. Um, so I don't know what to expect from them. You have to go back, I would think, on the averages you see, and that's why I like West Virginia uh, to, to beat Moorhead State, but I wouldn't be surprised if Moorhead State is a pain in the butt for them. Yeah, see, I, I like West Virginia in this game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be ecstatic that they're not playing Baylor and they're not playing <laughs> Oklahoma State and they're not playing Texas. Like, like, I, I think the fact that they, they're, they're finally able to get out of this league. And I, I look at Moorhead State. Like, they scored 45 points against Kentucky. Yeah. They scored 51 against Clemson. They scored 44 against Ohio State. Like, they, this is what – there's 58 the first time they played – uh, Belmont, like, I think they're going to have a ton of trouble scoring. And I think the, the fact that Oklahoma State is lost, the fact that West Virginia, rather, has lost a couple of those heartbreaking mm. games. Uh, I actually like the Mountaineers minus the 12 and a half in this game. I, I think, I think they get out and I think they, they win, they win uh, rather easily. Uh, okay. Um, I would say between yeah. Syracuse in the first round against San Diego State and this next game, the 7-10 Clemson Rutgers, Rutgers is the only lower seed in the tournament favored. Um, I like Rutgers to advance to the Sweet 16 here. And I want to talk, and I definitely want to get your opinions on these games. But I just think Rutgers is a team that um, probably was in a better spot to advance or have a better tournament last year. But I still think they have the toughness uh, to do things. I love Pykele as a head coach. He used to go to his camp when I was a little kid down at Slamma Jamma, Southern Connecticut State University. What's up? Um, but I, I look at Rutgers. I think Clemson's a really overseeded team too in this tournament. Um, they faltered down the stretch. How, how were they a seven seed? I, I don't know. I, and, and, and North and, and, Carolina I, was an eight seed. Yeah, I, that, I, I just didn't. Didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Your Canes took it to them in the ACC tournament. That's why you're biased too. That's not a good win. Um, yeah, that might have blown up a money line parlay for me. Uh, but then just a thought on Houston for me. Um, I know Cleveland State is the number one team in the luck factor on the Ken Palm things. So I look at Houston. Um, they're the most fascinating team to me in this tournament uh, because I, I honestly, I do not know what to expect. I've seen they're good and it's really good. But I don't think anything of the American Conference this year. No. Um, I, 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 and, I, and, and I've seen it, them dismantle teams, but I don't think much of those teams. So I really want to see what Houston could do. What Houston could do on this stage. I think they run Cleveland State out of the building. 
And then it's an absolute war against Rutgers because those two teams have no problem bending their knees and getting down and playing defense. What do you think of that bottom of that uh, bracket with the 710 and the 215? I, I, I'm, again, Houston, I have my doubts about Houston. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this team is as good as the one that he had a couple of years ago. Um, I, I just don't think the I'm not, I'm not sold on either, either Clemson or Rutgers. I, I do. Obviously okay. I know, I know they're going to defend, um, but again, you're, you're going to, you're going to look at that and, and you're probably going to see a, a shorter number than, than you would expect in, in, in that second round game. But uh, yeah, the, 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 the luck factor for Cleveland state, you, you know what the, uh, the, the biggest bit, a bit of luck that they had was Wright state blowing a, a 22 point lead in the first round of the conference tournament game, where that way it knocked Wright state out. <laughs> that, that's well, probably the, the biggest bit of luck that Cleveland State had all year. Else they would have never even got the automatic bid. But, I couldn't agree more. That was that we were working that night. That was the quarterfinal night of the horizon. Every game was nuts. Yep. And uh Cleveland State had to go, I think, to three overtimes to be IPFW. Um, so I, I don't think much of Cleveland State. Uh, I love the city of Cleveland. I love it. Um, but I don't think I that that's my that's another one of my blowouts, uh, or I should say. My yeah, favorites, Houston, my favorites Houston, that I like. Houston, in the first my, Houston round. might, Houston might put a number on them. Yeah, that's I think they have team, a That's a type of team that they'll, they'll, they'll beat up on and, and be, be an inflated win, and they'll play a tougher opponent in the second round, and it'll be tooth and tooth and nail. But yeah, I, I, don't, like... I, don't, I don't, I don't have a ton of, of thoughts on, on Clemson Rutgers. Okay, that almost has the feel of one of those games that where everyone's kind of dumping on Clemson so much, saying, yeah. Oh, how are they see to how that may, maybe they step up and play? Uh, my, my heart wants to see see Rutgers win a tournament. Yeah. I think that would be uh, that would be great because it's been it's been forever since uh, since Rutgers has won a a, a tournament game. And in, in 1991, yeah. 290 different teams have gotten a tournament bid since Rutgers last got one, and 190 teams have won a tournament game since Rutgers last won one. So I, I want to see the State University of New Jersey win a tournament game to, to cap off a, a, a good year and, 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 a, and a highly successful or a more successful than people thought football season as well. State University of New Jersey is on the up, both football uh, and basketball. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm allowed one Sweet 16 pick with my heart, right? And that's, so that's Rutgers. But you like, you like, would you, you like West Virginia? Would you take a shot mm-hmm. at West Virginia to win this yes. region? Yes. No, they, I, I think, I think we're going to get a West Virginia, Illinois elite eight game. Okay. Um, so that, that would be, that would be how I would look at it. I think West Virginia, West Virginia to reach the, just reach the sweet 16 was just, was 118 on DraftKings, which okay. I thought was a little, was a little like, hmm, that, that might be something that I'll be interested in. But yeah, I, I would look at West Virginia to win, to win this region as well. Uh, I have, I have West Virginia to win the title at like 20, 28 to one, I think it is 29, something low. So I'm, I'm hoping the, the, I have Illinois. So you weren't happy to see West Virginia and Illinois in the same no, bracket. I, I, I was because I think I feel pretty good okay. that I'm going to have a team in the final four. And then the other team I have to win it all is on the other side in Florida state. So I, I feel pretty good about having Illinois and West Virginia uh, with an opportunity to meet in the eight where one of them can get to the final four. And then uh, I, I will see, what happened on the top, but a lot, a lot, a lot of basketball will be played until that. But I would, uh, I would play West Virginia to, to reach a Sweet 16, and, and West Virginia uh, to reach the Final Four, and 
What is that West Virginia to reach the final four? West Virginia, I have uh, at the, the William Hill site right now. I have West Virginia at 12 to 1 to win the region. I'd run out and bet that right now. All right. Sounds like we got to get uh, Kazarian on the horn and, and get and that I, in for us. How are they 12 to 1 to win the region? How are they the same price as Loyola to win the region? Wow. And you might not have to play Illinois. Loyola, you know you have to play Illinois. West Virginia is the same price as Tennessee, San Diego State, and Loyola to win the region? Who's making those, who's making those numbers? I could forget my bracket. I, I would take I would jump on that with West Virginia. Yeah. Um, let's uh let's go over to the east, which I think can play a complete bloodbath. Um, I could see four teams going to the final four out of this region way easier than any other region. Um, is it because of the injury? It's part of that. Um, I think Michigan, and this goes back to the credit of the big 10 teams um, uh, and how good they are. I think Michigan, um, obviously with Dickinson in the middle is, is a factor. You mentioned the livers injury. We saw them without livers and he's just that guy that puts them over the edge, man. Like, you know, you got, you got to shut somebody down he'll go guard him. You need a big shot. He could do that. To me, Michigan is vulnerable at the guard position. I still think they could be attacked. You saw Ohio State go at them time after time with that high ball screen, or I should say the pin down screen uh, for Dwayne Washington Jr. And he went to work on those guys in that game. And they had him running all over the place. Uh, I'm not sure how well they can uh, be relied on to score consistently, you know, because let's face it, Dickinson's going to get some guys that have some size. Uh, you know, that he's going to face in this bracket if they keep advancing. Um, but there's that. Um, Alabama, I, 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 I saw Stanford beat Alabama this year. I know it was a long time ago, but they still have that. And in, in their sustainability to play the way they do, I, I, I'm not saying they can't do it, but it's really hard for me to see them, you know, ultimately six wins to win a title, but like four uh, is, is tough because there's some teams that are going to take them out of their comfort zone uh, that we could get to, but let's start at the top with Michigan. Um, obviously have them advancing in the first game. Um, but LSU and the Bonnies, this feels like a public play to me. Uh, oh, I was the world, the world's on LSU. The world's yeah. on LSU. I, I was blown and I, and I get it. I was blown away with how good LSU was in that loss to Alabama, blown away how good they were against Arkansas. Um, I just, I think, um, it's, it's, it's the recency bias thing. I think it's the name. Um, I don't think people got to see St. Bonnie's play a lot um, this year. They had the COVID uh, stuff early on. Uh, and then I, I, they played a ton. I don't know if it was the most, but they played. It felt like more games to me late in the year because they were trying to catch up, but I, I could be totally wrong on that. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think a lot of Schmidt as a head coach, I think they have the advantage in that department in that eight, nine game against LSU. I would lean Bonnie's because of all that's going on with the talk around LSU in that eight, nine game, which is going to be a fantastic game. Yep. Yeah. I, I like the card play from St. Bonaventure as well. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I will, I'll be on, I'll be on the Bonnie's here uh, um, getting the, uh, getting the, getting the point and a half or so. Yeah. And I mean, I know teams that won their conference tournament, everyone says they're playing their best ball. St. Bonaventure is playing their best ball. Uh, they have all year. Uh, we moved down to the 512, which feels like the tastiest 12 over a five. I just want to say this. I know Colorado lost to Oregon State. 
And we talk about Georgetown and how they just get up in you, not afraid to guard you. But Colorado does have McKinley right to fourth. And he is, I want to get this right, he's the sixth player to play in the sport that has accumulated 1,800 points, 600 rebounds, 600 assists. That's why I like Colorado in this game, because I trust McKinley Wright to handle that ball pressure at Georgetown. Now, Colorado has been bad away from their home court. I get it. Um, they have two wins in five decades in the NCAA tournament. But I keep going back to Georgetown, and I, I it's, it's awesome. I, I love seeing Ewing and cutting the nets down in the garden, and all that came with it, Okay. This is Georgetown's lowest seed they've ever been, and it's for a reason. Uh, it's their first tournament game in six years. I like the makeup of Colorado's roster here, and plus I feel like we're going to get the majority of the bets on Georgetown. I like Colorado to beat Georgetown. And, and is Georgetown going to shoot the three as well as they – I mean, they, that, that was just – I mean, they probably hadn't – Georgetown probably had not played a game that good or that well – speak correctly like probably since like 1995 when Iverson was there uh, what they played in the uh, or no I shouldn't say that now the yeah, final uh, four teams yeah they yeah they, yeah they the Yukon the Yukon Georgetown uh the Big East championship game was it was it was a great game too so mm, they also had yeah. an incredible comeback against Hansborough and Carolina in the lead eight with uh Jeff yep. Green and um yep who was my Hibbert Roy Hibbert yep, Roy Hibbert Roy Hibbert um, and then I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I like Colorado there, but yeah, get, just quickly on LSU. Like just, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. Not, not to totally dismiss them. Like, like I could see LSU is one of those teams where I really like, I hate being involved in those games because like LSU could like go to the final four or lose to St. Bonaventure by double digits. Like I, I, they're, they're a team. Like I have like teams that I have, like, I like to trust and don't trust. Like I don't trust LSU. I don't, I don't trust my ability to handicap LSU well, just because there's so many is a wide variance in, in, in results. Like if they're going to play defense the way they did in the SEC tournament, then, then they're, they're a team that very easily could, could beat Michigan and see themselves uh, in, in the elite eight of the final four. But then you have those games where shots aren't going and they're giving up points. And so it's not like, I don't think LSU is good, but I, I think say St. Bonaventure is, is the side that I'm going to back here. It's, I will say this about LSU. It's amazing to me how they get to all their teams to play the pace they want to play at. And if that means coming a couple of possessions, coming over half court and taking three pointers from Dame Lillard range, they do it because they're almost daring you to be like, Hey, look at this bad shot. Why don't you come down and take one so we can get you out of your kilt. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating to me. It's, 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 it's probably my favorite first round game. Uh, that eight, nine there um, Florida state. I know as a team, you think the world of, I do too. I think the world of Leonard Hamilton. I know you do too. This is starting to get in scary territory for me. Um, just looking at the 13 with Isaiah Miller and UNC Greensboro. Wes Miller, uh, obviously, has been a head coach that people have talked about because he played at Carolina um, as an up-and-comer. Uh, could be that big hire if they were to, to possibly make a run here. Are you worried at all here about Florida State? Yeah, anytime you've got a team that turns the ball over at the rate mm. that Florida State does, you, you need to be a little concerned. But 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 I just think they're they're more athletic here, and, and I think the size of Florida State will will probably give them uh, an edge. But you but you're you, you look at you look at uh, Greensboro, and it certainly would not be a surprise to see them hang around another team that doesn't really have 
a win over anybody good this year in the, the Southern yeah. Conference is nowhere near as strong uh, as what it had been in the past. So I, I think, I, I don't know if I'd want to lay their, uh, whatever the number is of Florida State, but, but they should win. Uh, just, they just need to cut down on the, uh, on the turnover, certainly moving forward because uh, they shoot the ball so well from the perimeter. Uh, and they've got the, the 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 big man inside who can can give teams problems. I I, I just love love their athleticism. And I don't th- I think teams from these smaller conferences don't necessarily teams that are as athletic and long and can do so many different things uh, during the regular season. And, and now yeah you run up in a, in a one and done. It's just hard for those teams. I mentioned Isaiah Miller for um uh, for Greensboro, phenomenal player. I do agree with you that Florida State has enough. They could change guys off on him. They have they have guys that you know can guard um, you know different positions in the backcourt. So I do like and I, I like Leonard Hamilton. I know people have their thoughts on him, but go I'll back and, and, and look at it. He's I, I I think the world of him. I really do. And Florida State's one of those four teams I do think can make a run to the final four out of this bracket. Um, let's move down. The six is BYU. Villa says the most overseeded team in a tournament. I agree with them. We are. Uh, we talked about our SEC teams, but and then and then, and then we'll, we'll 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 prove that about the seeding when they are an underdog against Michigan State or UCLA in that game. Um, speaking of, do you? This feels like the biggest public. I mean, Michigan State's going to be the most bet team in the playing games, right? Yeah, easily, easily. Okay. And, and I think you'll look at what uh, Izzo has done in these close games where they've been favored by three points or less or been a pick them uh, it's been 12 times and they've won nine outright Michigan state's got the, the name recognition UCLA's folded up folded up tent uh, mm. later in the late late in the season but you're right everyone everyone's gonna be this is not a game I I mean if you play UCLA it's just strictly you're being a, a, a total contrarian and you're blind right. betting like, against the public I mean that's not a reason for me just to bet UCLA like but but I, I would be hesitant about betting. Michigan State because all signs point to the Spartans, but this is not a game that I would want to be involved in. It feels a lot like to me and how much money was on them in the Big 12 or Big 10. Uh, what was that? A quarterfinal or even no, that wasn't even a quarter because I was an eight, nine against Maryland and Maryland beat them again uh, for mm-hmm. the second time in like a week, uh, two weeks uh, by double digits. So do you like the winner of that 11 match playing game to beat BYU though? Yes. Yes. Okay. Me too. Me too. Um, the three is Texas. Um, incredible talk year a, for talk them. Talk about another team not on my trust list. <laughs> I was just going to get to that. It feels to me that Texas obviously is a team. They play up to their competition. We saw them run through, you know, fortunate. Um, you know, they, they didn't have to play all the games in the Big 12 tournament and winning it uh, as Kansas had to bow out with the COVID issue. But Texas, to me, it just feels different because their guards – feel like they're they're more dependable than they have been in years past and the big man Jericho is 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 a man and he he could bounce out of the gym uh I love what I see from them uh, I do have them advancing to the sweet 16 I have thought about them going to the final four um so they're another team that but it it, it does it, it's 10 years 10 years since Shaka made the run think about how old we're getting mm-hmm. that's amazing um, and, it's, and it's been a while. It's been a while for Texas too. Yeah. And since they, since they, since they last got to the 16, 63 different teams have gotten to the sweet 16. And then you look at the, the recent history again, it, it covers a couple of different coaches, but 
Nine of the last 10 tournament games have been decided by eight points or less. Seven have been decided by five points or fewer. So uh, they have a tendency to play close games in the tournament. And uh, I, I kind of lean towards Abilene Christian. Play, uh, at least, I mean, Colton Cole can play the big seven-footers. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what he can do against against Sims on the interior. And they got a bunch of shorter guards that, that come in uh, off the bench as well. I mean, it, it's a team that scored 72 against Arkansas, uh, seven-point game against Texas Tech. So they, they played some decent team, didn't win, but at least at least they've, they, they've kind of given themselves a little bit of a test to kind of measure themselves. So uh, do I think the 314 outright upset is going to happen? No, but, but, I, but I think Abilene Christian plus the, uh, plus the nine is certainly going to be worth a uh, – worth a play on my on my ledger i i agree with you just um in texas one of those teams everybody saw them win their conference tournament i think that that i'd like to get maybe another point or two out of abilene christian there and you, pro- and you probably will yeah that, that's that, that's the good thing like so so often like you get like, like these numbers move initially on sunday night and monday morning and, and then what you see on sunday night, monday morning again is is nothing on it compared to what you see Closer, you'll you'll see a lot more moves. Remember, as as uh, the the tourists start heading into Vegas and betting these games, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more money, and the the public money might move these numbers a little bit in, in the in the in the direction of the side that you and I might want to bet. Yeah, and that's actually the last game. That and VCU Oregon are going to be the last games of the first round. Abilene Christian in Texas is Saturday at 9:50 Eastern, so we're gonna have to wait a while. So maybe that will go up. Um, Everybody's favorite seven ten, UConn and the Terps. We reran the last time they played in the tournament on uh, Sports Center last night to make our hosts really happy. One of the all time games uh, ever in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Uh, which just, I mean, we were just going through the pros that were in that game, and it's just you don't get that anymore. Uh, it's it's crazy. It was nineteen years ago uh, or twenty years ago, um, but this is a really interesting matchup. Um, both teams will get after you defensively. I do lean to the underdog Maryland here because of the competition they played. Um, I know they struggle offensively, but I saw UConn struggle offensively against Creighton. Uh, and and Book Knight is is a guy. I mean, his head coach called him out. Um, he's as talented as anybody in this tournament. Um, but I do like Daryl Marcel to be able to guard him. And and I think Maryland does a good job of making you uncomfortable and. And UConn's not the most talented offensive team, but they play as hard as anybody. It's a fascinating matchup. UConn's a favorite. Uh, what do you think about that 7-10? I think the winner of this game could get to the eight. I think these are two dangerous teams to, uh, to potentially get to make a really, really deep run in the tournament. I know UConn is like uh, plus 350 or so to reach the Sweet 16, 325 or so to get to the sweet 16. That might be something that I might uh, take a look at. Cause I, I just, I have my concerns about Alabama. I don't know why it's nothing to do with like how they, how they play it or how well they're playing mm-hmm. now. But, but you, you talked about just how hard UConn plays. And while at times offensively they're they're not good. Like they're another one, they're another one of those teams that you look at the Ken Palm rating compared to the seating and their, and their Ken Palm ranking is much higher uh, than what their seed is, but with, with, with Bonite, they're they're just offensively he can do so many things, mm. um, and this is a team again with it's it's got a little bit more depth and they play defense, and um, 
we'll see. But I, I, this is a hard game for me to, to really just bet on itself. But, yeah. but I, do think, I do think the winner of this game has a very, very good chance against Alabama uh, in the second round of the tournament. That's a great point about UConn and Maryland. Uh, UConn is a deeper team. Uh, I, I don't think there's any question about that. It's a fascinating 7-10. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know about the eight because I, if Texas if Texas could beat, I, I have them playing Michigan State. I do like Texas's matchup. I have Maryland beating Bama. Um, so I do have Maryland in the Sweet 16. I just, I like Texas's matchup against Maryland, but I don't know if Texas is going to get there. Um, and I don't Maryland's going to get there. Like I said, I take a shot with my brackets. Um, but I, I, I think, I mean, Alabama's, they're the second price team to come out of the region because Michigan's only like what, plus one? Yeah, one, one thirty-five 30? or something like that. And then it goes Bama, I believe. Then Texas, Florida State, right? Yeah. So, I mean, all four of those teams, I will not be shocked if either one of those goes to the final four. And that's why this is, this is a, a really interesting bracket or a uh, region um, to me, because I could see Florida state giving Michigan a lot of problems. Uh, I do feel like Michigan, uh, Florida state, it's, a, it's tough, man. Like Michigan, Florida state, if they were playing the sweet 16, do you, I don't even want to get that far ahead because we're going to do a podcast next week. We'll be able exactly. to assess the yeah, sweet 16. Able to but um, yeah, yeah, Florida state was like, I think they were like what, plus eight fifty to win the region. Yeah, and, and minus one eighteen to reach the Sweet Sixteen. I, I I take my chances with them beating beating Greensboro and, and the Colorado Georgetown. One of the minus one eighteen to win two games to get to the sixteen. I take my chances with that for the semis. I'm I'm still bummed last year. I was I would have had Florida. State. Uh, I really thought they could have won the national. It was the, it was their year. Yeah, it was their year. I I agree. Um, all right. Uh, I asked you. Do you see any of the one seeds losing before the Sweet 16? Or let's say, if you had to pick one that won't make it to the Sweet 16, are you going Baylor? I would say um, the, the, the scary thing is I, I could see all of them potentially losing in the second round. Mm. Like, like, I don't think they all will, obviously. Um. I think the least likely team to lose the least the least likely one to lose in the second round is Illinois, uh, just because of their opponents. I, I think that I think the second least likely one to lose in the second round is Gonzaga. Oh. While I like Oklahoma, Missouri, I, I guess Gonzaga's got so many answers. I think the third most likely the, the in terms of least would be uh would would be Michigan still just because I think St. Bonaventure is going to win and I'm not sure the Bonnies can can beat uh Michigan I, I think I think the most likely is Baylor because uh, of what Wisconsin can throw at them defensively uh what North Carolina could potentially throw at them offensively and I'm not sure Baylor is yeah, they came back from that 17-point deficit against Iowa State, and they played a good game against Oklahoma State in that in the, in the uh, Big 12 uh, tournament. I'm not sure they're back to where they were pre-COVID break. Like, I, I think that kind of threw a monkey wrench in there. Huge. In their routine and their flow and, and just where it fit the confidence. Like, 
So I would have, in terms of most likely one seed to lose in the second round from most to least, Baylor, Michigan, Gonzaga, Illinois. Okay. All right. Um, what else we got? Uh, By the way, I don't know what type of limits DraftKings is taking on this. Or like, if, if, like I, going through the stuff last night, mm-hmm. there was a prop on there like, will a 16 seed win a game and the no was only minus a thousand like like i don't know <laughs> what liquidity people have and like what or again and what DraftKings is going to take on that but none of these 16s are winning no nope like the, the, that's that's minus a free lay it that's a, that's a free hundred bucks as long as you got a thousand yeah <laughs> exactly you just bought a new crib you're good Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, 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 I signed my. It's amazing how many sheets of paper there are oh. at closing. It, it, it's like, oh yeah, and this one's this, and this one's this. And this. I'm like, all right. But by the by the time I got to like page like 57, I, I think I was just literally writing like C as my I, signature on, on on the sheet. I'd say it gives me. Really, a lot of appreciation for guys who sign autographs all the time and make it mm. look all the same at the same time. Because I my signature is different every time I write it. Shout out to the athletes out there. Yeah, but I, I de- ideally we'll have a. Comcast came this morning, so we're we're all we're online. We're good, and as long, as long as PC Richard comes here with my with my television on Friday morning, we'll be we'll be good to go. We'll be yeah. we'll be up and going with multiple with with with, with the new with the new big screen on uh the first day of the tournament we're gonna need uh pc richards let's, let's, let's make sure you we come are. through guys um what else i'm just trying to think of other odds and ends i got all these notes um who is oh. a, uh, you, you you said ooh, so i'll let you go first we know alabama's been a two seed two times prior mm-hmm. can you name the notable person that was a part of each win Wimp Sanderson. Yep, and he got beat by. Well, they they got beat by championship coach Rick Pitino. Correct. The next one was O two, I believe. And that was Billy Donovan, right? No, they lost to no. Kent State. Do you know who was on that Kent State team? That was Antonio Gates, right? Correct. Correct. That was. Uh, God, I can't believe that was twenty years ago. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's it's amazing how long. Oh, how long Lord. Ago it was. Uh, you got a question about the tournament? I'm oh, just wondering yeah. if Bear's gonna leave me alone when I watch my games. Listen, I know I I'm obnoxious with my tweets. Can you just let, let me be, Bear? No, Travis. It's very easy. Gotta, Put your phone down. I gotta I'm better with check. basketball than football. You have to give me that. Yo, much better, and and that's why I didn't mind. Uh, doing it for football because I guess I know ultimately like this is the week that really that really matters so but we, we, we'll be, I'll be I'll be on my best behavior with, with, with you with you this I'll call week. PC Richards and tell him cancel that cable uh, yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't, yeah don't 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 <laughs> don't do that don't do that uh, I, I was gonna say who is the um, the question was gonna be who is the five seed or or lower that can make a run to the final four. You see, you've, you've had, you've had a bunch, what, what is it? I think five straight years you've had a, a, five, a five seed in the final no four. No five seed has ever won the title, I believe. Right. 
but you had, you had Auburn reach the, reach the final four. You had, you had like all like there, but a bunch of five seeds are worse to reach the final four lately. Who's the, uh, who's the five or worse that keeps that, keeps that streak intact. I take Syracuse. It's not a bad pick. I guess I would say, I, think, I, I, guess, I, I guess I'd have to go with the UConn Maryland winner. I was just going to say, yeah. I know, I know that's not, that's not one team, but that would kind of, that would kind of, that would be my choice. UConn Maryland winner would be the one most likely five or five or worse. And then my next one would probably be Oregon. Yep. I, I would agree. Even though I think Gonzaga is going to be really, really, really hard to beat, but, but I think Oregon just because of the, 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 the run that they would potentially have up to that uh, are, are those are winnable games. And just so the people know, I have Syracuse playing Rutgers in the Sweet 16. So just put in West Virginia and Houston. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, anything else before we uh, – oh, uh, who's your golf pick this week? I went with Chris Kirk. A little Ooh, bit of a I like price I had yeah. him – I had him last week in a matchup against Ricky Fowler. I was stealing money. I, I was going to say that 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 worked out well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. He, he doesn't necessarily have the best track record there, but he's a great story. We're only what like five or six top fifty players in the world there. This is not the week you want to bet on Sung J M to win and Lee Westwood to win and Daniel Berger to win just because they're the no. uh, the only top, like top. This is this is a, this is a this is a Chris Kirk Brendan Steele type of week. I think. It was interesting. I saw a bunch of names. It felt like they don't usually play this tournament. So that's, no. that's even interesting. No, the, the, the placement on the calendar uh, coming off with the players and then you got the match play coming up and it really has uh, diluted the field uh, in, in recent years. It used to be a really, really stark. Rory used to play here, but yeah, not, not, not a lot of uh, big names this week. All right. Very good. Um, I think I'll do it. We'll plan on doing one next week. Uh, good luck to everybody out there. I was glad to uh, fire this bad boy up and uh, absolutely hit us up on Twitter if you got any questions. All right. Before Bear takes us away, a reminder, check out the SV pod this week. We had an awesome conversation this week. Awesome pod. Jesse Washington, who helped write John Thompson's autobiography, was on the pod discussing coach and and Patrick Ewing and everything Georgetown. It's a, it's really good. Make sure you go out and buy his book. Also, plus, you won't want to miss Here's What I Hate This Week, which really touched heart for me. Bear, take us away. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 